America story? Which one? I don't. I saw it. He would he get probation or something? Thirty days that. of probation. Thirty days. Yeah. Let's put I, that in your news, John. I can do that too. Yep. Uh, how about the fact Armed that armed robbery? Uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Sorry. No, I'm having. How about the fact that? And then you pause. Oh, like this how about play. the fact there's some pushback in St. <laughs> Paul now with uh, builders, carpenters, union people aligning themselves with real estate people to push back against rent control and uh, the the degradation of small businesses that has occurred under these current idiots. Uh, I hope they're not too late, but they're now endorsing City council candidates who are opposed to rent control. They've endorsed a candidate in my ward. Uh, they've, they've raised 300 grand. They're serious. And so there's pushback against these Marxists on the city council, like uh, Holly Jolly Molly and whatever her name is. Uh, what the hell's her name? Jalila uh, Jalali Jalali Mala, uh, Mitra Jalali Mitra Jalali. I think it's my Ma- Izichi. I can't believe that name. Did your brother comment on that? He, I think he was stunned. I never how'd you heard. like? Uh, how'd you like this one, Such? I love it. I've, that's my cup of tea. Right there. Huh? That's it, baby. That a boy. Yep. You like it count on you? Yeah. I know where my bread's buttered. So to speak. <laughs> you want the Buddha thing right away? I'll set uh, it up, Chris. Yeah. Is this something I should know about ahead of time? I'm what? unfamiliar with. I was unfamiliar with it until 10 minutes ago. An emailer sent me uh, the taped uh, confrontation in a House Transportation Committee between. Pete Stauber, who is, uh, he's on the House Transportation Committee, mm-hmm. and he was grilling uh, Pete Buttigieg somewhat civilly, but making point after point after point of the folly of EVs if you live in northern Minnesota. Oh. And it was, it's just wonderful. Oh, oh, right, right, right. I saw something about this. It's just wonderful uh, sausage making. I mean, we think that these people aren't doing anything. But, you know, here comes a Pete Stauber. He's doing the people's work, and he's pointing out to this clueless Buttigieg uh, many, many aspects of the folly of EVs, including the mining for the materials to get them. Uh, It's just just a a day in the life of a, a congressman who's actually attempting to represent the people. It proves my swipe that I took at Buttigieg yesterday. Mm-hmm. He has no idea what he's doing. And you backed it up with, uh, well, he's not there to talk about transportation, something equity, something, something well, equity, because diversity. He, because he, he uh, would be party to this theorem we're trying to write. <laughs> Yeah. That common sense is no longer possible. And a guy, uh, I got an emailer who worked on that and clarified it or attempted to. So I think I'll read it. It's pretty good. Let's roll it all into one. There you go. Yeah, pretty good, huh? Well, it sounds like we got a show. Pretty wet out there, huh? Yeah. 
<laughs> you don't have your badges on, huh? Any news from <clears throat> Any news from Frank? Yeah, noon tomorrow. In in the building. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice. <clears throat> we should mention that too. Do you want to contact reception, or do you just want me to mention it to them? We just have to let them know if we have a guest. Um, they really flip out if we don't let them know. You know, we could do Frank two ways. Huh. Hey, now we could just do all Frank. Yes. Or yes. Or no. Frank weighs in on the shit we talk about. Uh, yeah. His various not voices. To, no. He's not going to want to. Did you notice it, how when he did the Trump thing, he also ripped Biden? Yeah. Much careful. like much That's like Jeff do. uh, Dayton, they don't want to. They don't want to do that. Well, I mean, how heavy is it? Well, you know, Joe. For a gun control, your thoughts. Well, I mean, <laughs> not that it didn't come up. Do your but best. Charlton Heston. Let's hear Charlton Heston. Maybe, maybe his thoughts on EVs aren't funny. Let me, yeah, uh, let, me it, it, let me send him a text. Well, let's no, say, hey, let's not make him. No, I'll say, hey, are you comfortable? Well, so you you want to do how, an hour and a half of Frank? You know how our audience reacts when somebody doesn't tell the, you know. Oh, yes, I do. Yeah, I'm just thinking of every time Royce, every time Royce dangles a hook, you know, everybody gets hate mail. <coughs> we got a new one now in the family that does that after she oh. says something. Yeah, <laughs> Polly, who's three. Hey, Polly, where's your scooter? It's right over there. But <laughs> hey. <laughs> And Alice had it. Alice is now a freshman at St. Louis University. So there's a long distance between the two people who do it. But now the new one is Polly. That's she learned it. Maybe the connection is you. Polly, Polly you really, you, she's the one that you really put on the spot in front of all those people at the fair, right? That was Polly? No, that was Thea. Thea? Yeah. Boy, you really. Yeah, if that's what they're there for. Right. <laughs> For our amusement. For our amusement. Yeah, sorry, council. <laughs> sorry, council. <laughs> Polly, you started daycare. You started school today with your sisters in the same building. Yeah, it was really fun. <laughs> now we should see if Frank can comment on that tonight. <laughs> Would you like ads, gentlemen? Yeah. God, thank God you don't do it. <laughs> no, I think I will. Uh... <laughs> you know, Matthew, I, in the last 24 hours, I've been hearing a lot of different versions of uh, um, President Trump. Sounds like he's pretty easy to mimic. I don't think Rook's, I, I'm going to speak for Rook. I'm going to speak for Rook. He doesn't work at his craft. No, I, I, I have not worked on Trump for however long. Everybody else that we have you know what it is sounds, perfect. You know what? Trump sounds like you can do it, but it's got to be very nasally. Nasal. Yeah, he has a. I've uh, tried. I can't. Wonderful, it's just a wonderful city. Now I'm sounding like Sid. Sid, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but see, that's the complex. Then you start doing it, you go, I sound like this guy, and it doesn't. Yeah, yeah but you're a professional. Part. You're supposed to be able to do it. <laughs> Joe, you're going to have Frat, sure. Precision, uh-huh. and Mueller Memorial. Oh. <laughs> Don't go all racist. Sounded painful, yeah. Oh, funeral ads are tough. I love Mueller, but they're tough. Ken, uh, I need out of you. Let's get ahead of the game, shall we? Let's do Moon and Seafoam, please. Moon and Seafoam. Christopher. 
Hi, John. Did, did you get You're that a professional spot rookie? You ought to be driving around Dylan? in your car perfecting I truck. I do that. Okay. Well, I'm Trump, but yep. Bernie and Page, please. Yep. Oh, no, I don't it. think I'm going to give you a sea foam today, Chris, but uh, I mean, you could try. Okay. But I don't. Uh, Rook, I need Masonic and try. Welter from you at some point. I don't think like she it. sent me copy for Moon. Oh, I have an email for you. Oh. I'm a listener about that. Um, let's skip that. Oh, Unless I it's positive. No, it is good. It, it's I don't need related. any more uh, criticism or hate directed my way. No, the only, ones, that, the only uh, ones I send you are the ones in my that own home. Help you with your ads. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I might have a generic. Why does that me? It just, well, it's funny. It just tickles my fancy. Wait a second, Chris. What do you got? What do you got? Chris? A soccer. <laughs> yeah, I can do a moon for you. Okay. <laughs> That'd be swell. Swell. Guys, it's October 1st this weekend. I'll tell you another story about Polly, <laughs> and I don't fair. care if the council hears it. I was I've been negotiating with a guy to buy back the first ever Triumph I owned, mm -hmm. and he called uh, the other day right about supper time, and I took the call and I went into my bedroom and sat down in a comfortable chair, and the next thing you know, Polly scoots in there on her scooter, <laughs> and she puts her face about two inches from mine, and she's listening intently. <laughs> <laughs> and I keep giving her the shush sign so I can hear the guy we're talking. And yeah. <laughs> we get done. She turns the scooter around, zips it back out to where everybody's eating, and says, Papa just bought a car. I think Grandma might have sent her oh. in there. Yeah. Go see what he's up to. Go see what, what he's up to. Traitor. <laughs> what a traitor. What think, a traitor. You know what she I is? think she was sent in there on a mission. She though. was a spy. She's a government yeah. spy. What a traitor. It was traitorous action. <laughs> That's what she followed it up with. <laughs> Little creep. Yeah. <laughs> Keep her at arm's length. She just not trying to hide it at all. Just gets right up next right to there, right there, right this far away, <laughs> like this. <laughs> you little s-h-i-t uh, i do love the fact that when they hit you up for money um oh. at the fair she didn't go for your whole wallet what was that all about she said i don't know ten dollars twenty dollars she hasn't learned yet how does she not know to say we need a hundred dollars grandpa i think so well they got everything i had in my pocket which was damn near a hundred dollars <laughs> Meanwhile, you're married to the wealthiest lady in the state. Right. She doesn't give right. up. Yeah. 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 She doesn't give up one penny. Go talk, Go talk to your grandpa. Uh, <laughs> you ready, Brad? Brad will only charge wearing garden stores. Rolling. For what? The show. Brad will only charge wearing garden stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1158. September 26, 2023. 87 degrees on this day. 1923. Ooh. 27 degrees on this day in 1965. Hail the flashlight, King. Hail you! And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic. 
with Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Height in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushiro. I have been wrestling with a new theory that says something to the effect that common sense is no longer a possibility in the in the uh, in the bringing about of public works because too many other variables enter the equation and you end up losing sight of what you were talking about in the first place. Okay, you know you can't fix a pothole all of a sudden because equity issues come into play or what right. what have right. you. And uh, Jim Wolf, uh, uh, a listener, took a crack at it, and I appreciate his effort. Uh, common sense definition, Sensum's razor. He's calling it Sensum's razor. Okay. In, an attempt, in an attempt to help define your common sense link, I did some research, which is more than, you know, any of you guys did. Right. Right. Way by far. Uh, I did some research. I looked up the origins of common sense, of which I will spare you all the details, but I did look up how to pronounce common sense in Latin. Okay, Thomas Paine, give it to us. <laughs> you can have rookies say it, but here it is, sensum communum. Sensum I don't know why communum. you have to say it. I, can, I took Latin in high school. Ah, you okay. took French. Right. Sensum communum. For purposes of brevity, I am shortening it to sensum, and my rewritten definition of your thoughts and words as is follows. Sensum's razor. The absence of sound common sense related to those within the political class who advance public matters which are disguised as something for the greater good, but in actuality are for their own personal and ideological benefit. Wow. Wow, we're getting closer. Oh, that's perfect. We're getting closer. Exception to Sensum's razor, a.k.a. windmilling. The inconvenient, unintended, and ironical outcome that follows the so-called successful advancement of a public matter that is suddenly harmful to and or in direct conflict with the personal benefits of the advancer. Not sure if this works for you, but I... Thought to give it a shot. However, you end up defining this. Hopefully, you agree to call it Sensum's Razor. Keep pushing back, Jim Wolf in St. Paul. I, I love it. I, I, I would be happy to call this Sensum's Razor. The absence of sound common sense related to those within the political class who can advance public mat who advance public matters, which are disguised as something for the greater good but in actuality are for their own personal and ideological benefit. Hmm. How can you, can you somehow send that to me so sure. I can get that down? Sure. Um, because what I have, um, I did copy down from uh, last week. Right. Yours is the possibility of common sense cannot be exercised in public matters because public matters now include more factors than what was being discussed in the first place. Uh, this Sensum's razor, I think, nails it, Joe. This is perfect. Well, I don't think the two are unalike, but I think Sensum's razor, uh, given its title, is the way to go. Yeah. It's a, it's a nice piece of work. Now, let's talk about Sensum's razor for a minute. It could be applied to everything the current uh, government, no matter at the city, state, local, county, or federal level, talk about. Okay. So let's go back to EVs. 
And I was sent by an emailer audio of a House Transportation Committee hearing featuring our own Pete Stauber from uh, the 8th Congressional District. He's a Duluth resident. Went to Duluth Denfeld High School and okay. uh, he got as far in hockey as the Detroit Red Wings organization. Whoa, went went wow. to Lake Superior State. Uh, hail fellow, well met. And what we what we're going to hear here is perhaps uh, an example of something we rarely acknowledge or hear, and that is here's a congressman. Uh, actually doing the work of the people he's 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 in touch with mm-hmm. the people he Engaged. he's in touch with the people he represents he's a northern minnesotan by native he's a native northern minnesotan he was a cop in in uh, real life he was a copper in fact he was uh, he was shot once as a copper mm-hmm. if not twice i'm sorry he was the victim of two gun crimes in 1995 he was shot in the head while off-duty by a criminal with multiple past offenses. A few years later, a suspect pulled the trigger at point-blank range, and by the grace of God, the gun malfunctioned. His experience as a police officer solidified his view that more must be done to support law enforcement and create safer communities. Uh, I just mentioned that because he has an interesting background he and his wife jody live she's an iraq war veteran okay wonderful and the first field command chief of the 148th fighter wing together they are the parents of six kids levi luke isaac adeline theo and genevieve now adeline might be foghorned that's no i don't know how does it spell a d d yep i l y n n I think that's in conventional. Adelin. Okay, out of respect for the fact that he almost was shot twice. There you go. You're I'm not going to slide. Gonna slide. <laughs> what about Guinevere? What a name. Genevieve. Genevieve. Oh, yeah. same yeah. deal, though. I awesome. love the name. That's old yeah. school. Genevieve. In any event, Pete Stelzer. We're a little off track. You, yeah. people, uh, you, you, right. you people up north are lucky to have him. And here's Pete Stauber <clears throat> talking to the transportation secretary, Pete Buttigieg, about electric cars, and it's about five minutes, but I think every second of it is worth our time. Uh, I represent northeastern Minnesota, Minnesota's 8th Congressional District. A couple questions. What is the average, do you know the average temperature uh, in a Minnesota winter? I know it's pretty cold, but I would Well, it's 12 degrees, although some of my constituents saw temperatures as cold as uh, 42 below last year. Mr. Secretary, how many states have an average winter temperature of below freezing? It's half the country. Does cold weather affect an EV's battery life, yes or no? Yes, it does. How much can an EV battery life be reduced by cold weather? Depends on the chemistry of the battery and the model that you're in, but uh, it's a substantial percentage of the uh, EV battery life. 50% 50 or more. And how long does it take for frostbite to kick in if an individual is out in the cold? Let's say the EV has run out of battery on northbound 35 between Minneapolis and Duluth. You know, I once got stuck on northbound 35. About 30, know about 30 minutes. It's about 30 minutes before frostbite. And Mr. Secretary, uh, do you know the average income household in the district that I represent? You probably don't, so I'll tell you. It's $69,000. And do you know what the average price of an EV vehicle is? 
Uh, sure, I pulled the latest numbers. The uh, models are starting around $30,000 for sedans. They're getting into the 40s for According those. to Kelly Blue Book, the average price for electric the average price for electric cars was over $53,000. Truly, you're aware July. that they start closer to 30, right? My constituents would have to work a full year to pay for this unreliable car and would barely have enough life over to uh, li- left over to care for their family. What is the average median income of a single individual EV buyer. It's $150,000. As of when? It's $150,000. As of when? Uh, I'm just asking because that number is going down each passing year. This month. Uh-huh. This month. And how much of a taxpayer-funded subsidy is given to those high-income earners to purchase their EV? As you may recall, the Inflation Reduction Act was uh, set in such a way that there was an income cap on how you could benefit 70, from it. So that the wealthiest people are not able to take advantage of that. But we do wish we had your support Mr. Secretary, lowering you, the cost Mr. of Mr. Secretary, would you agree it's $7,500? Say again? Would you agree it's $7,500? $7,500 is the maximum credit that is eligible. And we think that making for the, for the for working families to the tune of $7,500 Mr. 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 Secretary, excuse me. Do you think that it's fair for your administration to force constituents uh, to purchase these electric vehicles when they're not working, in, especially in northern Minnesota? Well, the premise of the question is false because we're not forcing anybody to purchase any technology. Can you refer to any particular policy that forces by, anybody by 20, to by purchase any By 2035, you want two-thirds of America's, uh, Americans to uh, be using electric vehicles. They don't work. Uh, in northern Minnesota in the cold weather today. And I want to just share something with you. Um, Mr. Garamendi, uh, and I agree with him, by American. Uh, last July, you sat in that same spot uh, and answered our questions. And I told you about uh, a concern that I have with child slave labor in the Democrat Republic of the Congo. And I told you that we could mine these critical minerals needed for EVs in the district that I represent under the best labor and environmental standards in the world. But you and the administration went ahead with an MOU with the DRC in January of this year. Well-documented child slave labor in the DRC. Hardly any environmental standards. And your administration chose to enter MOUs with a Congo where 15 of the 19 mines are owned by the communist country of China where they use slave laborers. It's unbelievable that you chose other workers over the American worker. And it's unbelievable that you won't allow mine, you and your administration won't allow mining here in Minnesota uh, and uh, the United States. Your Secretary of Energy, uh, uh, Secretary Granholm, came to the Western Caucus, and I happened to ask her. I said, do you know the, o- uh, the only nickel mine uh, in the United States today? She couldn't answer that. Do you know where it is? No, I don't. It's in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, the Eagle Mine. It's, it's the gold standard. And she's our Energy Secretary. And do we need nickel, cobalt, and copper for these electric vehicles as we transition? The answer is yes. We need to mine here in America with America miners, American labor. We can do it. The biggest copper nickel find in the world. And your administration just banned it. Union labor, Mr. Secretary, that we want in your administration took the union labor off mining. And not only in northeastern Minnesota, 
uh, but across this country. Because today, this administration, they cannot give one example of allowing a mine to be opened in this country. And I yield back. Bam! Wow. Yeah. It's the end of the world as <laughs> but we know it. Right there is an example of any time good anytime Pete pressed for basic facts and information, your damn secretary had no information. He doesn't uh, uh he's not there to be a secretary of transportation. He's there to be a first. He's there to be an equity agent. He's there for Sansom's razor. He's there for reasons that have nothing to do with uh, uh, being cold in northern Minnesota and having your EV fail to operate. And I loved the part where he asked a question. Congressman Stauber said, do you know how long it takes for frostbite to set in? And, of course, Pete goes, well, you know, I drove it. He doesn't care that you drove through northern Minnesota. (laughs) Answer the bleeping question. I guess what Pete was driving is if you if you lost your battery on the way to Duluth from Minneapolis, you might have to get out of the car. Yeah, that probably. And then you'd have. freeze to death uh, with a gas car. Well, I suppose you could run out of gas. Could happen. You know. Well, anyway, uh, just nice to hear a guy doing some work. I, for, for my taste, I wish uh, Pete would have been stronger in just condemning the whole concept outright. I don't want to mine for the minerals to make EV batteries because I don't want government cars. But what he did, though, was point out the hypocrisy of the administration. Absolutely. Absolutely. But that's not why Buttigieg isn't there to move America in a transportation sense. No, but we're building back better, aren't we? I I don't see how. Mm. Now, speaking of that, speaking of that, the president of the United States, and I would really uh, keep... Uh, on high alert uh, for audio of Mr. Biden's visit. Uh, he's, I think he's going to Detroit. And, John, maybe yes. you can help me. Mm-hmm. Is it today? Yes. Uh, In fact, he and former President Obama are both going. Is that correct? That I don't know. But the same guy. No, this is a different wolf. This is Bob Wolf. Sansom's razor was Jim Wolf. I got an email from Bob who writes, says President Biden will be making a picket line appearance. He's not going to make a speech or anything. He's going to, to go and stand in the line. Well, as President Biden will be making a picket line appearance, I wonder if he's going to let the union workers know whose jobs will be cut from the assembly line with the government car mandate. Any assembly service related to an alternator, transmission, Transfer case, fuel tank, brake lines, exhaust, radiator, engine will no longer be needed. (laughs) I googled where GM's EV motors are built. They'll be shipped in from their St. Catharines plant in Ontario, Canada. I wonder if he'll mention that in his solidarity speech with the people of Detroit. Uh, He is there right now, as a matter of fact. Yeah, he's there already, yep. In Detroit, yes, mm-hmm. and he's he's appearing with uh, union guys on strike. Does he continually right. walk out of do line? Do those guys on strike know how many of their jobs are at risk? No, I, I don't think so. Don't. I think they may be disengaged, saying we're a you. Powerful. You need a guy to weld a body together. 
Mm, no. Well, you have robots for that, I guess. There, yeah. And I just want you to be aware there is audio, but the quality is so bad because no, it's, don't worry it's about being it right now. When I meant be alert, I meant yeah. probably for tomorrow or something. Or he has have, a he has a megaphone. Does he? And in the still shot, he's holding it backwards. How oh, much is no, he? No. I don't know if it's he's just looking through the wrong end Wait, of the. No, binoculars. I just don't know. Like this. Like this. Like this? <laughs> Yes. So he's he's no. using it as a mask. Oh. <laughs> as a mask. <laughs> I forgot Kenny has one at the ready. <laughs> he's right using here. the wrong end of the binoculars. Well, I think it was someone, and I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, I think someone handed it to him, and, and it was just the still shot of him grabbing it. <laughs> yeah, there is a shot of him using it, actually, and it's actually Look, turned the correct a, way. Okay. Suits, you can use it as a mug. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Multifunctional. Okay. Let's, I don't know where, Garage Logic has made itself perfectly clear on, on what we think of EVs. And there's really nowhere to go with this. We're witnessing the government attempt to ram these down your throat. And again, as we said yesterday, there was, Pete Stauber is a guy standing up now saying, has it occurred to you how cold it is? Has it occurred to you the mining necessities required? Has any of this occurred to you? And it's not going to stop people. You still have these precious people uh, who who think that they're, I don't know what they think. They think they're solving some peer pressure by buying an EV. Mm-hmm. They think they're appealing to their circle, maybe, that buy this BS, but they're a dreadful, dreadful situation. They're not. Remember, at the turn of the century, when the free market was much freer than it is today mm-hmm. in many in many ways, you had people racing to build electric cars in this country, and they realized they don't work. This is not what the market wants. This isn't new. Smarter guys than this have already done this and said gas is the way to go. Yes, you. To the point where, as you'll learn later on in the program with Mr. Money Talk, Ford CEO, is it Jim, whatever his name is, said Farley. Farley, thank you. 60 grand they lose. Wait, what? Yep. They lose 60 grand per EV. Mm -hmm. Is that because of. in the manufacture of the EV, you're still paying all these salaries and all these benefits to people who, God forbid, I do not want this to happen, might lose their jobs. That's mm. just... Stay tuned. Well, if you got an EV, you better keep it warm in the winter, so that means keep your garage door working, and that means get a hold of Precision Garage Door Twin Cities, because oh, that means the garage slow door Slow down, Reavers. The garage door shut to keep your <laughs> garage warm. Faster, 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 faster. Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities, five-star Google ratings. <laughs> well, I can slow down. I get some really great emails from people who have made Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities their new guy. You get the whole family. They show up on time. They work. Uh, they're available weekends. They'd prefer you call them on a Monday, probably. But they don't even charge extra for weekends. They serve the metro and western Wisconsin, and they take care of everything from the, oh, the opener 
to the rollers, the springs, and a new door. Boom. In the event you need a new door, or as an emailer pointed out yesterday, the house is for sale. I got to spruce this up. Bing, bang, boom. They put a new door on. They do it correctly. They're uh, they're the they're the new garage guy that should be on your telephone list. It's Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities. PrecisionDoorMN.com or six one two. Two six three six nine eight Check you later. What's that from? Check you later. Chopping broccoli. That was Dana Carvey's first uh, appearance on Saturday Night Live, and it was with... um, Why was he trending last week? Did he do something stupid? No. Chopping broccoli. Sigourney Weaver, and who was the other guest? John. It was hilarious. I just saw it the other day. Yeah, I did too. A guy wrote a uh, editorial basically saying he wasn't funny and people were fighting back. Oh my God! Spe- who, especially who, who, other stars. Think Dana Carvey's. Funny. Yeah, it was some columnist for one of the, you know Slate or something like that. One of those I know, funny. Nothing can be anything anymore. Listen to this. Okay. Let's see if I can find it. Chris, you have access to Joe's emails, right? I don't. You don't? Since when? Well, I mean, you mean the ones that come from the website? I want that whole email sent to me, the one with the Sensum's razor. Well, I'll get it to you. I have my doubts about that, my friend. (laughs) I like you, but sometimes when it comes to technology. Well, I'm not going to do it right now. Well, it would be very helpful if you could. Uh, I probably deleted it. I know you deleted it. That's why I'm going to Chris, because he can work around that. Do you have that, Chris? Okay, now that Chris is gone. Now that Chris is gone. <laughs> right. Kenny <Before> says. <laughs> uh, some chick for CNN writes a piece called The Taylor Swift Tra- Travis Kelsey Narrative Has a Dark Side. Oh, of course it does. Uh, because, of course, it does. And you Jeez. call it up, it's uh, by Frankie, who's a woman, Dela. Critaz, and she's got, you know, fake red hair, and she's an independent journalist whose writing sits at the intersection of sports and gender. Of course it does. They, she's a they. Uh-huh. They are the co-author of Hail Mary, the Rise and Fall of the National Women's Football League. I don't know what that is. And their work, she's a they there, has been featured in the New York Times, well, of course, the Atlantic, Sports Illustrated, and other publications. The opinions expressed in this opinion are their own. 
Uh, Taylor Swift broke sports media when she showed up to the Kansas City Chiefs game on Saturday. Seated next to the outing capped a frenzied period of speculation whether Swift and Kelsey were an item. There is an obvious narrative appeal to the potential relationship, uh, uh, but it goes on to say, uh, should I read this? No. Well, I, it's, it, 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 it might have to do with, yeah. What's the point of it? What's, what, what is her point? I'm getting there. Uh, no, you shouldn't, because that's what Mike and I were going to talk about. It'll <laughs> <laughs> be second time you do it. It'll be great. Thank you, Chris. This is perfect. This okay. is exactly what I needed. Thank you. And you have, uh, she believes it's just... Uh, 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 it's playing into your theory that you came up with years ago about how the NFL is going to turn into the WWE. That's what Or this is. there's no fun to be had anywhere. Nothing can be fun anymore. It's about the uh, unfair power of heterosexual males oh, and Jesus. getting and, and and getting the girl in the end. Okay. And uh, you know, well, it's so just isn't that getting kind the girl. Of the point? What about Taylor getting the guy? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, this woman's got to go home to her nineteen. She cats. might be the most powerful woman in the world <laughs> easily, <laughs> and she got her guy. Oh, but the, that's bad on its on itself. The entire maelstrom of attention comes off like a bunch of men spinning a narrative they want to create with no encouragement from the women on the other side of it. Oh, oh yeah, what? a bunch of a bunch of male journalists patting some dude on the back, forgetting what the hottest girl in school, no. even though the girl hasn't so much as glanced his way or expressed any interest in him. No, it's yeah, whatever. I, I think you should keep it. Um, I think there's something to be made out of that. Well, I guess you'll hear it on the... She's the one that's spinning it into a male perspective, isn't she? Not once, and I read up about it this morning, did I think, well, congratulations to that meathead. Not once. I love the fact that whoever said she's probably already working on the breakup song right now. Yeah. 1229. Yeah, let's go. Okay. Uh, I don't want to stop you. Kenny's got something here. I do. It's just nothing can be anything. You just got to find everything. You know what I'm saying? This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Souchere. Big day coming up this Sunday. It's the first Sunday of the month. That means you're going to dump a whole can of sea foam into your gas tank when you go to the sea store for your carton of Viceroy's and your $120 <laughs> tank of gas. Uh, throw in a can of sea foam there that helps lubricate, keep moving parts of your internal combustion engine happy, stabilizes the fuel and preserves ignition vapors so engines start easier. You know what? If you're putting a hot rod away here pretty soon for the season, throw in a whole can there, too. Seafoam's pitch uh, could be don't work harder, work smarter. Let us do all the work for you. Very easy to find. Sea stores, auto parts stores, NAC hardware uh, stores, big box, little box, little company, global reach, a miracle in the world of bad gas. It's Seafoam. Say, we've had the Somali Prime Minister in town. Yes. Prime Minister Hamza Abdi Bare. And he spoke Sunday night at the Doubletree Hotel in Bloomington. 3,000 people showed up. I don't get this part. He didn't take the stage until after 11 p.m. 
Ooh. What is he, Guns N' Roses? Right, what's going on? <laughs> nice reference. Yeah. <laughs> 1990 what, right. four? <laughs> well, what, why Why did he wait, I wonder? Uh, uh, earlier in the day, uh, Governor Walls and Minnesota legislators welcomed the prime minister at the state capitol. Walls and Hamza discussed trade relations. Was it being being broadcast back in Somalia? I, I mean, no was idea. it the, the time change? Is that why? What in God's prime name? Time. Discussed trade relations, agriculture, and investing in clean energy. He spoke in Somali. Hamza delivered a nearly hour-long speech, uh, eliciting applause. He's the first sitting Somali prime minister to visit Minnesota. Well, how many have they had? Right, and how, I mean... It's not much of a country. No. He gave his condolences to victims of the recent Al-Shabaab truck explosion in Beldawin, a city in central Somalia. That killed 50 people. Wow. He's fighting a terrorist group, the Al-Shabaab. Uh, he commended the resilience of the local Somali community and their contributions to Minnesota. I wonder if he congratulated him for ripping us off of $250 million. Boy, it didn't take you guys long to figure out these saps he could have sent. Right. Didn't, right? Uh... They welcomed you with open arms, and the next thing you know, you put together one of the sharpest food fraud scandals in the history of the country. <laughs> Bam. Boom. $250 million. Congratulations. In theory, he would be talking to the law-abiding Somalis. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. In, in theory. In yeah. theory, yeah. Uh, he spoke about Somalia's security, political, financial, and foreign relationships. Uh, and he reminded the audience of the country's situation before his government came to office and compared that to where the country is now. Uh, well, I hope they're doing well. Uh, I don't know. He said they've created political stability, a path to economic recovery, and focused on the fight against al-Shabaab. That's the terrorist organization that controls most of southern Somalia. He said they're powerless now, and the people of Somalia realize their weakness. He wanted the attendees to organize fundraising efforts and to contribute at least one dollar to the Somali government to support the to support the fight against Al Shabaab. A buck? That's you know what? I give him a buck. I'd say, hey, you know what? I left. I'm, I'm here now. Let's. Uh... I can, no, I'm here now, but I mean, I can give a buck. You want to get your al kebab? You know, yeah. reminds me of food. I'm reading the story in the Sahan Journal. That's and where I'm reading from. I'm down to the uh, three short paragraphs where he's talking about, and boy, this reminds me of Mer American politics. He's talking about how he inherited an absolute disaster, and he's turned the country around. Mm -hmm. Come and on back. It sounds like every politician that's ever assumed the office of presidency. <laughs> he does have every boilerplate saying, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's hysterical. You had people come in from as far away as San Diego for the prime minister. Oh, that was Abdullahi Mohammed Habi. Okay. He came from, uh, he's been here 34 years. He came in from San Diego. It's my first time to see such a large crowd of a Somali diaspora welcoming their leaders, he said. Do, do we have the largest uh, population in the United States? Yes. Yes. So, congratulations. Uh, he was here. I, I presume he's gone now, right? He's the, not hanging out? The governor had a private meeting with Hamza. Yeah, and Dizik. Yeah. Oh, St. Paul Melvin Carter, uh, who works remotely, must have left his house. <laughs> to uh, to meet Are with you him. Are you sure he didn't Zoom? Fry met with him. 
Okay. Expected to return to Somalia Monday, so yeah, he must have yeah, he uh, taken off. Oh, yep. he invited Walsey to go to Mogadishu. Yeah, I bet you. I bet you he won't. I bet you Walsey draws the line at that <laughs> yeah, one. You think he started asking about the accommodations? What are we talking, like a two-star hotel? The first thing he said is, he, that's <laughs> free, isn't it? That's a free yeah. trip? Is it Where would I be staying? Is right. there a pool? Yeah. Uh, you got a pond? Is there a guest laundry? <laughs> <laughs> now, he was also at the U.N. He attended the General Assembly. He delivered, his, he, was, he delivered a speech at the U.N. on Saturday, just this past Saturday. Asking the world body, which has done nothing, to help Somalia combat Al-Shabaab. Well, good luck, uh, Hamzi, because they don't do anything. Okay. Almost <laughs> yes, said a I different know you did. word. Almost did, did, yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, he met with Sleepy Joe. Did he? Yeah. Was he talking in the wrong around. end of a microphone? Hello? <laughs> it's, it's not politics, it's science. Uh. <laughs> hey, Frank's going to join us tomorrow. Right at noon. Frank if you Caliendo. want to go see his show, you've got to go to Amity Acme Comedy Company. Just Google that, and you can buy tickets. He's got a Wednesday night show and a Thursday night show, and uh, he's not going to let you down. Do you know something I saw over the weekend? Let me... Uh, Leaves. You went peeping. No, I don't peep. Hmm. That's, that's, again, That's that. it comes to you. Tis the season. It's leaf peeping It season. comes to you. <laughs> I had a uh, an email about patriotism. And I saw over the weekend some film, uh, some uh, video of the uh, South Carolina football game. They were hosting Mississippi State. And in the South, you apparently can get away with all sorts of neat things. You can say a prayer. You can, you know, let's bless the mascot. Uh, let's have planes fly over and let's show the flag. And it's a real outpouring of good old time patriotism. Okay. Uh, you know, and if you did that at the University of Madison, the uh, University of Wisconsin-Madison, gonna... you wouldn't have enough jail cells for the people who well, would invoke a prayer. There's a, two sides of every coin we learned, was it last week or two weeks ago on news from the Krabby Coffee Shop, that uh, also in the South, if you have romantic inclinations with your cousin, uh, you can pull that off, too. That's no okay, problem. I, that I don't know anything no about. No problem. Kenny oh, went right to that tab. Kenny wow. went right, right to that tab. Yeah, he Any did. loopholes here we can uh, look at? <laughs> and I had a great email from my guys in Texas, the, uh, the precocious 10-year-old who's now, what, 11 or 12 or whatever, about they went to a NASCAR event. And, oh, right. Texas Na- uh, last Sunday. Yeah. NASCAR is a hotbed of flag-waving and God-fearing, apple-pie-loving, embracing of America. So it's still right. out there. Got it. Got still it. out there. We can, you know, yeah. pick your spots. You know, the, you got that, Pete? Pete Buttigieg? Pete Buttigieg? Transportation Secretary oh. has never done anything about transportation. We have an energy secretary who's never done anything about energy, not her particular, just that office. It was created. It's never, it's never created energy. Never. Transportation departments never created transportation, although they're trying to now with the EV mandate. What's the Department of Education ever accomplished? I'd ban that sucker so fast. What have they ever done? 
Well, they succeed in taking more of your money every year. It's Who was your secretary uh, in D.C.? That was oh. chasing after you. That was Elaine Chow. What was she? She was oh, labor. labor. She was labor. She okay. really she was labor. had the hots for yeah, me. Yeah, she was after you. <laughs> Jennifer would not have liked that. Yeah. You were very, you were very Isn't professional. Isn't that Mitch McConnell's wife? It is, yep. Yeah, she... Does he, she's kind she's of that's what's nice. confusing he settled him. for Mitch. He's probably going... When he does his fall, he's like, she was after Such. She was after Such. <laughs> that old raisin? <laughs> Do you know that AI is going to be putting podcasts into different languages for around the world? AI is, is the most dangerous thing this world what has ever seen. What language do you think GL should be in? Somali. <laughs> Pig Latin. Pig Latin. I was thinking Finnish. Finnish? Yeah, I'd like us to Finland, be uh, uh, spoken in, uh, I think a <laughs> Finnish language would be would be fun. Uh, Every was, street is, you know, the Platzen Grande Basin. Those Scandinavian uh, languages are tough. Oh, they yeah, are. They, 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 uh, yeah, uh, that uh, kind uh, of stuff. Yeah. It sounds like your granddaughter. Yeah, it sounds like your yeah. granddaughter. You want to sit in the Scandinavian language? Yes. <laughs> God, am I easily amused. Yeah. You want to have John Height do something? Nah. Shrink the news? Why not? All right. Okay. Okay, yeah. then. That's phones. The man of... with two phones. How do you know which one to answer? <laughs> because Whichever you got one's ringing. Okay, there you go. Hello? You passed the test there, Cowboy. <clears throat> I wanted to tell you about Mueller Memorial, and it's because I know them so well. I've known them all my life. They were our neighbors. They're in the third generation of taking care of people at very difficult times in life, but they they do it in ways that are going to alleviate all that fear and all that anxiety and all that doubt you have because what happens when uh, uh, Scott gets done with you, mm. you're celebrating a life well lived. And it's, uh, it's not necessarily novel. People have been doing that for a long time, but it's been slow to come to his industry where you can... Uh, sit down and counsel a grieving family and point out the goodness that's happened. And suddenly you're a lot less fearful of what's taking place than you would have been originally. It's not a fun thing to think about, but see, when you learn about it, and he's a good instructor. Right. You don't even know you're being in school. No, he's... Uh, you know, he'll take care he's, of he's, He does it well. He's well-schooled. It's Then it becomes less overwhelming, and it certainly isn't frightening. Uh, and they put together, you, you need a bar? They got a bar at White Bear. Yeah, you know, do. we're not advocating you get hammered. No. I'm just saying maybe the old boy liked to go out with a, you know, a scotch and soda. You know, I'm just saying that everything's possible in order to make this a celebration of a life well lived. You can find out uh, everything you need to know. Scott Mueller's the guy. He's written a book, What to Know Before You Go. You can try to still see if that's available, but also learn more at... MuellerMemorial.com. I wasn't going to do it there, but then what is a good time to do that? You know what I'm saying? One, huh? one thirty. <laughs> huh? One thirty? 
Hello, 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 hello. Did that last one thirty? No, I was just being a smart ass. One thirty is when you should do the Kenny's got his Joe Biden megaphone going. Where you going, Sleepy Joe? I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Hello, hello. Not kidding. Can I smell your hair? Gross. Hey, why don't we come back and have Kenny? Let's say. Let's just say. That sounds. That sounds like a bad idea. No, we're gonna turn <laughs> now. We I have audio. When I have this, I always make my voice call like this. Why is that? No, but come I back. With, can I smell your hair and stuff like that? We'll see. Can I smell your hair? <laughs> John, when you get to your laugh. midway point, yes, uh, will you let's, please throw it to not. rookie? Rookie. Yep. R o o k i e. He's got to make it. My note. MacBook cord just snapped. Uh oh. And I'm at 4%. Oh. Well, you weren't doing any show work, were you? No. Okay. <laughs> but now no. I can't have you look anything up. There's no danger of that. Oh, I'll go get my other one. Oh, sweet. Okay. Is that uh, yours personally, or does yeah. it belong to Mac? No, this is my personal one. The other one is the IHS one. Are we ready? Uh, for what? Who's dinging? Joe. Yeah, who's dinging, please? Is that me? I think so. Got You're the only one quiet. that leaves their ringer on. <laughs> Turn the ringer off. There we go. Yesterday, when Patrick was recording his can't be ad, his phone started ringing, oh. and he just can't. he probably didn't hear it. No, he he, he was trying to play it <laughs> off by looking at who was <laughs> calling. When you want to see what and insurance? I, I, I just said, Pat, just stop talking. We, it's we're re, we're recording this. It's not like you're doing it live on the. Oh my god. Uh. What did he say? 45-year-old hookers in Vegas. you got to get in shape get for the shape. Super Bowl. Ideological. 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 I can't do it. Ideology. Ideological benefit. No, I'm reading the last words of the <clears throat> Sensum's Razor. Well. Well. I'm waiting. Rolling. That's you know what? That's an FU word, Matthew. What was it again? Ideologically? Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. Okay, sometimes cyber stalking is just downright fun. I'm uh, making uh -huh. reference here to moonmotorsports.com. Uh, you've got to get over there because they've got a lot of great pre-owned bikes in stock. And now, you know, what do we got, a month and a half left, a month? Yeah, let's get out there and ride. They've got scooters, ATVs, maybe a side-by-side, -side, even a sled, all sorts of different brands. So when you hear me talking uh, about Moon carrying all of these different brands, that doesn't even include the great deals on used machines, but if new is your thing, they've got all the newest models in stock, and it's because of that deep inventory selection that Moon can source out some of those hard-to-find machines that you might have been looking uh, for quite a long time. And as usual, the parts, the service department's always ready to take care of you. 
A ton of accessories, apparel, helmets, everything you need so you can style and profile. Family-owned Moon Motorsports, just off 94, about 25 minutes west of the Twin Cities in Monticello. And on the web, moonmotorsports.com. Here's John Hyde. Thank you, Joe. A plea deal that will sentence a 20-year-old man to probation for a murder he committed when he was 15 years old will stand after Minnesota's Attorney General declined to take over the case. 20-year-old Hussein Braveheart pleaded guilty to his involvement in a 2019 homicide in northeast Minneapolis in exchange for treatment and probation. Braveheart's partner in the crime, Jared Osman, who was also a minor during the attempted robbery, pleaded guilty to murder. He was sentenced to 21 years in prison. Court documents say the two planned to rob 39-year-old Stephen Markey June 11, 2019, when he was in a parked car in northeast Minneapolis. Instead, Markey ended up shot and trying to escape, crashed his car into a building about a block away. He later died at a hospital. Attorney General Keith Ellison said in a written statement he would not intervene in the case as the family of the victim would like him to do. He also said county attorneys are elected to exercise their own judgment in such cases, adding they are also accountable to voters for such decisions. Braveheart's sentencing is set for October 23rd. Markey's family started a petition last week with the hope of removing the case from Mary Moriarty's administration. Earlier this year, Governor Walls did assign the Attorney General to prosecute a different case, the case of a woman shot and killed in Brooklyn Center, a move requested by the Attorney General, but denounced by Moriarty. A man has been ordered to serve three years of probation for an armed robbery at Mall of America last summer. You probably remember the story. We talked about it. Uh, Cartier, uh, Cartier Troy Alexander, 29, will have stayed sentences of 48 months and 58 months for two counts of first-degree aggravated robbery. Court documents show in July he entered a guilty plea to the two charges, with a third count of the charge being dismissed. A separate case that charged Alexander with another count of aggravated robbery will be dismissed as well. He was charged after a store and kiosk in the Mall of America were robbed last summer. He was arrested by police after someone reported a man carrying an AR-15-style rifle inside the mall. When he was arrested, court records say the gun was loaded and had a round in the chamber. The criminal complaint says that before officers got there, he went into the Lids store on the third floor of the mall, rested the gun on the counter, pointed out various jerseys he wanted to be brought down for him. He then told employees to take the tags off the jerseys. He put them in a bag, but when they started taking too long, he told them to just put everything in the bag and not worry about payment. A worker at the kiosk also told police Alexander had taken an item and walked away without paying. Alexander later admitted to taking the items, the complaint says, uh, no word on why this has been uh, moved down to just three years of probation as well, far as the is this a mary morality case uh would i don't Mall think America, that would be yeah. hennepin county yep. is that hennepin county yes and he's and and he's going he he is what is his sentence three uh, months th three years of probation three years of probation uh if he of course uh, does anything wrong he would have 48 months or 58 months for two different counts i believe if, he also he, needs to say that he's really really sorry very sorry very, why very why sorry. why is this country uh why don't we just toughen laws for gun crimes well there you go joe why don't we? Well, so you commit a gun crime, first offense, I don't know, five years in prison, no no, no haggling. Second one, ten years in prison. 
That makes Every, too yeah. much sense. And everybody Joe. in favor of that, raise your hand. That, yeah. See, I think we, yeah, see, yeah, we're good. It's unanimous. Let's go. Let's do Don't, it. Well, why, we, you, this guy gets to take a machine gun into a department well, store. It's not a machine whatever gun. Whatever the hell no, it don't is. Don't start that again, yeah. yeah. Let's not go down that road. <laughs> but he takes a weapon into a, a department store and he... Well, the point should be anytime you get some political hack that wants to tout gun violence, just keep this story and copy and paste That's, it. That's armed robbery. This is armed robbery, and he got mm-hmm. three years of freaking probation. So we start with sentencing guidelines, and then we go, you have to stick to the sentencing guidelines. Yeah. And, I'm and locking them up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. And think of the fear in there. Will this guy shoot me? I have no idea what his intent in, is. In GL, oh, we take him to the train station. We never hear from him again. He's gone. <laughs> Joe, uh, John gets that reference. Take him to the train station. <laughs> Take the last train to Clarksville? That's Yellowstone. Yellowstone. I'm watching a lot of Yellowstone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. That, you're right, Kenny. Take I do him. know that. The body ends up in a valley. The guy oh, yeah. Sorry, the, I don't want to give away the show. In, but, uh, in Wyoming. <laughs> in Wyoming, yes. <laughs> Joe's home state. <laughs> <laughs> I did see several versions of the story, and I was trying to find out the reason uh, for the downward departure, but I could find nothing in any of the stories. Why? Oh, maybe Chris is right. He just said he was very, very sorry. I, I'm not sure. Have there been any cases in Hennepin County where they have uh, the judge has exceeded or gone above and beyond the sentencing guidelines because the crime is so heinous? Sure. I, I can't think of one. Kim Potter. Ah, very good. Chris. No, no. She, Actually, that uh, was below the. Uh, she went. She that female judge ended up going downward. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I thought it downward. was. On no. par. Okay, it was no. downward. Then. It was my outrage that went above and beyond. Yeah. Yeah. Minneapolis City Council member Andrew Johnson announced yesterday he will only serve in the chamber on a part-time basis when he takes on a new job next month. In a letter to constituents, Johnson revealed he starts a new position at a renewable energy investment firm on October 10th. From that point forward, Johnson says he still intends to be present for full city council meetings until his successor is sworn in. His support staff will remain on duty full-time. He said his office and he will remain committed to ensuring a smooth transition. Johnson, who has served three terms representing Ward 12, already made it known last year he would not run for re-election. Oh, the roommate had him on speed dial. Every little thing she was calling him and giving him an earful. Was that your area, Ward yeah, 12? Yeah, it was. Sibley Park, which they're renaming to, uh, they're, they're um, renaming Sibley Park to a name nobody can pronounce. Know, a Native American name? Yeah, it is, and that's fine. But, you know, come on, you got to remember, we're having a hard time here. You over there by uh, Calhoun? Yeah, no, east of Calhoun. Yeah. Police confiscated two guns from Roseville Area High School in two separate incidents yesterday, according to school administrators. The students involved in the unrelated incidents were detained, according to a letter sent to families. They were not in possession of the guns when they were found. The incidents have been handed over to the Roseville Police Department. The school is cooperating with the investigation. The longtime head football coach at Duluth East High School is on paid administrative leave after he was asked by police officers to leave a volleyball tournament at the high school this past weekend. Officers from the Duluth Police Department were called to the school Saturday morning to remove Joseph Itala from the grounds during the Duluth East invite based on the concerns of several parents and staff members. Itala showed signs of impairment, according to the police department. He voluntarily <laughs> left the school on foot. 
The district is investigating alleged violations of policies and ethics, according to a spokesperson. He's not been charged with anything reached by phone. He declined to comment. An interim coach is expected to be named earlier this week. He has also been suspended from his job as a Phi Ed teacher. He's been the coach there since 2002. You know, the, the tough part of that one is it was in the morning. Yeah. yeah. Reached yeah. by phone. Whoever answered the phone said, he's taking a long nap. <laughs> do, you, do you blame him, though? I mean, you got the brats, and then you got the brats' parents, and everybody's screaming at yeah. you. Nobody's happy. Well, then what the hell did he go to a volleyball tournament for? He's the well, football he's, coach. Yeah, he's pre-gaming. Yeah. That's uh, early, though. You know? Good morning's tough. No, uh, no, okay, but you're early. probably not going to see 10 o'clock. No. You know? No. <laughs> Uh, this is the point where I have to look at my note here that Joe made fun of me for making and tell you we're going to take a short break and send it to our buddy, the rookie. He had to write that down. Rookie. Did, I just put rookie. Uh, was it Ricey-like or Suchi-like on a post-it? It, now well, yeah, it's a big post-it. Now you can scratch it off. Now you can cross it off. For check, no, give it a check mark. Well, when it's right, a post-it, it though, can't you just crumple there it up? I do sometimes, okay. but that recyclable paper, so I'm being yeah. careful. I have other notes on it, too. So. Yeah. You know, after all this foolishness is done, I want to get to the serious business <laughs> of uh, your home. And if you have an air conditioner, possibly you have an air purification unit or a cooling unit, heating unit that's making funny noises, you want to get in touch with welterheating.com. I had one, and it was making gurgling noises, and I called Welter and said... What did it sound like? And I said, do you know how I can get this changed out? Yes. Guys came over the next day, they changed it out, and boom, it hasn't made a peep since. What's it sound like now? Perfect. Exactly. Nothing. Exactly. Yeah. It's wonderful. And 100 years of experience is exactly what they have underneath their belt. Four generations. You know, there's a lot of funny jingles and a lot of funny trucks cruising around town that advertise, hey, come and get us. We're the crazy guys. We're nutty on your air conditioning unit. <laughs> They're not nutty at well. Yeah, yeah, he's normal. right. They're he's normal. absolutely right. And those guys have been in business 10 or 15 years. That's fine. They're probably good guys. But I want experience. That's where 100 years comes in in four generations. Yeah. If you want... If, <laughs> If you want your uh, the technician that comes up not to make funny noises, then you call 612-825-6867. You will talk to a live person. You'll make an appointment, but poke around the website, welterheating.com. You might be able to fix what is wrong via their blog or some of their Q&As. Super easy. Welterheating.5960. Welterheating.com. Let them know you heard it on Garage Logic, please. Thank you. I love how you throw in the. They're probably good guys. Yeah, even if they want to advertise. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Come on down, Chris. You were very quiet during the drunken coach story. I was just wondering. <laughs> no, everybody so else a, was talking. Is there a reason for that? He's or? no longer a coach. Who? You? Oh yeah, you are, aren't you? Well, aren't you, you doing football some football coach stuff, or just baseball. Yeah, kind of. I'm more of a. Just a helper. Although I had, to, boy. I had to be in charge helper. of the the game day clock on Saturday. You got a little home cooking? Tough task. Oh, yeah. Home cooking? Wait to start yeah, it until. Wait five <laughs> seconds to start it. Who gets to run the chains? I want to run the God, chains. No, you don't. You no, don't. I did do that, not last Saturday, but the week before. And that's oof, two games in a row. That's a lot of work, man. Especially when you're hammered. It's tough to keep them straight, right? <laughs> well, we're early in the morning. Oh, okay. Well, we're, you know. We're 9 a.m. Well, so is Duluth. Never too early. <laughs> Apparently for some. 
But I, why was he at the volleyball game? Did we figure that out? A guy needs a place to go. <laughs> okay. Well, if he's just if he's the coach, I mean, that's just kind of a thing where you go support all the other teams. That that's something be, I could yeah. think of. Yeah. And oh, so he wasn't even up. down on the bench. He was just. Oh no, in he the was audience? just. Yeah, he was just in the crowd in the stands. Well, you can't kick somebody that's out for being ass face. And I didn't want to defend the guy in case he's a creep, but that's all I thought. Well, he was. might have been. Yelling things or something. Well, so what? He's shit face. You blame Come on, man. <laughs> you can't get through a park league baseball game without you know having a eight beers before you go. Well, I don't think. Uh, uh, I don't. You know what? I don't even have a comment. I don't care. I was <laughs> at a, really a tournament this summer where a uh, we were playing a team that name will go. You know, we'll, we'll refrain from what city they were from. <laughs> and the. Coach from the other dugout tried to get up to talk to the ump, and it was. Oh, that's. I not thought, good, yeah. oh no, no this let is, it go. Let this talking, one go. Let we're this talking one go. nine U ball here, uh, fella. <laughs> the, co- the kids' coach was hammered. Well, he had a tough time getting up straight. Maybe he has a disability. Could be. Could, Could be. be. Yeah, it's called alcoholism. <laughs> <laughs> It was, though, Joey. Oh, hey, um, this is my spam pen. Joe, it was the Sunday morning Never of a tournament. It. Yeah. That we were there all weekend for. Maybe he was just getting up. Maybe he had too much wine at mass. Could have been. Yeah. Could have been. Too Grabbing much onto wine there, at they try to, try to hold you down. You keep yeah. pushing her back up. But all of us parents went, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Although after watching his I team, I could put that. I never did that. That could be in my notebook. After watching his team play, I'd probably be hammered too. Yeah. They weren't very good. Well, they're just kids, Chris. Yeah, you know that's going to happen. Those things happen. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Joe, are you ready? Well, I've been ready. Okay. Somebody got something here. Chris Reavers does, John. Well, I'll wait for you to end then, Chris. These spam pens are pretty damn nice. You like a nice pen, Joe? I like a nice spam pen. And look at that. Ironically. You're wearing your spam socks, spam I bet. Nice. Nice. True Minnesotan. Yeah. Here's a guy. <laughs> it's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. Made my appointment. I'm having Hofferman water come out. I believe it's tomorrow morning. Hey, Joe, I might be a little late for the start of the broadcast because <laughs> Hofferman water's coming out to change my filter. Well, you make the appointment that doesn't interfere with working. He does you make an appointment. Time. Don't. How about four forty? Yeah, comes from Mister Tea Time himself. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that one, Mayor. Yeah. Boom. Big home Thank run. you for the assist, Kenneth Allen Olson. Uh, HoffermanWater.com. That's their website. Go online and schedule that free water analysis. If you've been kind of on the fence about whether or not to make the switch, just have them come out. See if uh, you're in need of a new Connecticut system. I was years ago, and I'm a customer for life of Hofferman Water and Connecticut. It's going to make an amazing difference in the quality of your water. So if you're in the market for a water softener, a new drinking water system, it doesn't matter. Uh, You can see everything that they have to offer on their website, HoffermanWater.com. You can also give them a call at 952-894-4040. But I'm going to tell you, uh, you make that switch and you'll be so happy that you did because you get that system. Your showers are better, so is your laundry and, of course, your drinking water. 
Get in touch with my friends at Hofferman Water today. They've been servicing the great state of Minnesota for over 50 years. And please let them know you heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. John? In other news, seven candidates now have qualified for the second Republican presidential debate, according to the Republican National Committee. Uh, that's just one fewer than took part in the first debate last month. This debate is tomorrow night, starts at 7 hour time. The only one missing from this debate who took part in the first one will be former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson. He apparently did not meet a polling threshold that is required to take part in that debate. Did Larry Elder make the field? No, he wasn't in the last one, was he? No, no I don't think so. No. Uh, the Supreme Court today, this morning, allowed the drawing of a new Alabama congressional map with greater representation for black voters to proceed. The justices, without any noted dissent, rejected the state's plea to retain Republican-drawn lines that were turned down by a lower court. In refusing to intervene, the Supreme Court allowed a court-appointed special master's work to continue. The special draw- master is ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The redrawing of the state's districts follows a June decision by the Supreme Court in which the state's congressional map that was drawn to reflect 2020 census results was found to dilute the voting power of the state's black residents. The map, which was used in the 2022 midterms, had just one majority black district out of seven seats in the state where black residents make up more than a quarter of the population. Home prices in the U.S. climbed to a record high as the market bounces back, making up and gaining on 2022's losses. A national gauge of prices rose for a sixth straight month, increasing 0.6% in July from June. This year's gains have offset the 5% decline in prices from last year's peak when the market was slowing. It's now at 5.3%. The growing number of homes up for resale in August is still down from a year earlier, according to Realtor.com. The group says they expect that number to go up as prices go up. From the OOPS Department, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's government urged the Speaker of the House of Commons to resign this morning. Uh, Here's what happened. Apparently, they invited a man who fought for a Nazi military unit during World War II to attend a speech by the Ukrainian president. Just after Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky delivered an address in the House of Commons on Friday, Canadian lawmakers gave 98-year-old Yaroslav Hunka a standing ovation when Speaker Anthony Rhoda drew attention to him. Rhoda introduced Hunka as a war hero who fought for the 1st Ukrainian Division. Yeah, the problem is the 1st Ukrainian Division was also known as the Waffen SS. Well, the SS was a voluntary (laughs) unit that was under the command of the Nazis. Trudeau said to reporters, it's a good thing Speaker Rhoda apologized personally. I'm sure he's reflecting now on the dignity of the House going forward. Canadian Health Minister Mark Holland called it incredibly embarrassing. David McCallum, the Scottish-born actor who became a surprise sensation as the enigmatic Russian spy Ilya Kuryakin on The Man from U.N.C.L.E. in the 1960s and found television stardom again almost 40 years later on the hit series NCIS, died on Monday in Manhattan. He was 90 years old. McCallum trained at the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art in London, an experienced actor when he got the part of playing Ilya Kuryakin in 1964. He played opposite Robert Vaughn, who played Napoleon Solo in The Man from Uncle, a tongue-in-cheek series about secret agents working for the fictional United Network Command for Law and Enforcement. Isn't writer, it amazing how many Cold War television shows there were? Yes. Or inspired by, like this mm-hmm. one, Man from now, Uncle. Um, Bob and Ray were on that show, right, back in the vaudeville days? No, that- no. Anyway, John, I interrupted you. I'm sorry. No, that was Sorry. the Barbershop Quartet. 
I don't I don't mind your interruptions as much as the other clowns here. Right. Uh, wow. So, so what to McCallum's annoyance, he also became a sex symbol. Uh, with his beetle haircut and his trademark black turtleneck, he was a magnet for teenage fans. Uh, back in 2003, he took the part of bespectacled and eccentric medical examiner Donald Mallard, better known as Ducky, on NCIS. He remained with that show, which consistently ranked in the Nielsen Top Ten for two decades. In fact, he was still a member of his cast at the t- uh, member of the cast, excuse me, at the time of his death. I always have remembered the name Ilya Kuryakin for Why? some reason. Yeah. I don't know. It's That's a who he played. Unique name. My my favorite name is Dikembe Mutombo. That's a basketball. I know. Player. It's not, it's just one of my favorite names. Foreign names. I don't know what that has to do with. He was uh, well, what we're talking Iliad, about. But no. he was. That's in reference to a fellow who just died. That's a, that's who David McCallum played. Well, you confessed one of your favorite names that you remember, and I confessed one of my favorite names. I didn't I say it was one of my favorite names that I remembered. <laughs> I said I've always remembered the role well, he favorite. played, Ilya Kuryakin. Right. And you come up with an NBA player. The great player. Who's still feet. alive, incidentally. Dikembe Mutombo. Good, good stuff, fellas. Good stuff. <laughs> Thanks, Kamala. Martin Scorsese is urging filmmakers to save cinema. He wants them to do that by fighting comic book movie culture. The filmmaker is revisiting... I actually agree with this. Absolutely. Enough with the Marvel oh, yeah. nonsense. Yes. My God completely. in heaven. I haven't seen one of them. Scorsese is revisiting the topic of comic book movies in a new profi- a profile for GQ magazine. Despite facing intense blowback from filmmakers, actors, and the public for his 2019 comments that were pretty much the same, sliming the Marvel Cinematic Universe films, he's still calling for them to be in theme parks rather than in movies. I mean, enough with the Marvel Spider-Man trilogy, whatever it is, nonsense. My God. The danger, he says, is uh, what it's doing to the culture of film because there are going to be generations who think this is what movies are. Uh, His forthcoming film, Killers of the Flower Moon, has been on Scorsese's wish list for several years based on David Grand's 2017 nonfiction book of the same name. Uh, The film tells the story of the murders of the Osage Nation members by white settlers in 1920. A fascinating book, if you hadn't read it. I read it about three, four years ago. Uh, apparently they found a bunch of oil under the reservation and the natives became rich and white folks started marrying the natives and then they'd start killing the natives family because the only way you could get the oil rights was by having uh, no heirs except you so so you kill the mother-in-law yeah mother-in-law brother sister send them to the train station does he have his usual suspect uh usual suspects as his cast brad pitt not brad pitt uh, leonardo dicaprio leonardo uh yep uh, de niro Niro. yep nicholson Uh, isn't jack nicholson nicholson's Nicholson's, uh eating ice cream out of the moon or something Yeah, John, which one's your favorite Marvel movie? Justice League? uh, Justice League is DC. Batman is DC, Chris. See, they're two different companies, Marvel and DC. Well, this Flower Moon one sounds like something I might want to see. Yeah, you should read the book. Well, you don't like the really like historical kind of books, do you? No, I do, John. Okay. Well, every time I bring one up, you say, I tried to read it. I got through 30 I want to learn something. You know, it's his Peter Pan reading level, John. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I wasn't going there, Joe. Anyway. At age 16, Mutombo started playing basketball. (laughs) Came to uh, the United States in 87 at the age of 21 to enroll in college. He spoke almost no English when he arrived at Georgetown and studied in the ESL program. He is now worth... $2.5 
75 million bucks. 75 That's a success million. story. He wanted to be a, a, a doctor. Holy moly. <laughs> so awkward. Oh, Chris? being seven two, you are awkward, yes. Yeah. Chris, I want you to name a superhero, and I'll tell you what universe they come from. Really? Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Ant-Man comes from Marvel. Are you kidding me? Come on. It was Wonder a Marvel Woman. comic book. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman comes from DC. It was a DC Recliner comic. Recliner Man. It's the 30s. Re Superman. Recliner Man. Superman's DC, Joe. <laughs> that came from the DC universe. Manure Man. Yeah. Tur Man. Alexandria. Manure Man came from... <laughs> Alexander. John, do you have any more news? Well, I got a lot, sure. Sure. Well, I, I uh -huh. A lot. I mean, do you have any more? Yeah, uh, sure. Want a funny one? I can give you a funny one. How's sure. that? Let's close with a funny one. This is funny. A man is facing multiple charges after he was accused of running a dental office in the back of a convenience store in Massachusetts. That's a tough one. 64 I'll take a one. Kit Kat bar. Give me a Diet Pepsi <laughs> and I need a filling. 64-year-old <laughs> Juan Munoz was arrested in connection with the illegal operation. Uh, being that's not right. Right. Being conducted at the Alternativa convenience store in Milford, Massachusetts. The police chief there, Robbie Tucino, said Munoz's dental operation was discovered uh, when they did a routine inspection of the store. Milford police said the proprietor of the convenience store rented a room in the rear of the store to Munoz, who provided multiple dental services without a license, including examinations, tooth extractions, anesthetics, and cleanings. According to Tucino, Munoz is an Ecuadorian national who has no license to practice dentistry or medicine of any kind in the United States of America. He's been charged with unauthorized practice of medicine and authorized practice of dentistry. Yeah, but for all we know, he was a dentist. In, 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 in Ecuador. Yeah. Ecuador. Yeah. They, yeah. they could, have different have dentists in Ecuador. The street creds for, yeah. you know. I bet he was cheaper than a regular dentist, too. Yeah. Yeah. There's any indication that he did a poor job of this? Uh, they just said... Uh, it sounds they, like discrimination to me. Oh I don't think there was a lot God. of informal polling. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing a guy that you can trade him stuff for his services, like yeah. a sack of potatoes yeah. or... Yeah, they'll some, get you yeah. cleaning. Yeah. Ecuador. Those guys are short, aren't they? Yeah. Ecuador. Yeah, they are. They are they? Yeah. Really? Not like Matumbo, obviously. And they got the like the Larry Moe and Curly haircuts. Uh, yeah, they got uh, some of them do have the bad haircuts. A uh, mole. They got the mole haircut. <laughs> mo yeah. You know where it's a bowl. I know the hell you are the you guys talking locks about? Cut, huh? You got a little haircut there? Yeah. Yeah, looks looking good. <laughs> looking good. <laughs> Looking good. Uh -huh. <laughs> Jeez. That forehead is migrating, isn't it? Yeah. Goodbye. Good to see ya. Well, yeah. Thanks, That's going to do it for today. No, I have things I want to discuss. Okay. Well, my stinger's not working, so I got to figure. Well, let me jump you in. See the yeah, doctor please about do. that. I can jump in. I can throw you some Minnesota Masonic charities because Minnesota Masonic. Yeah, sure. I'm glad that you <laughs> asked me about it because since 2006, several Long-standing charities of Minnesota Masonry combined to create one umbrella organization. That's MMC, Minnesota Masonic Charities. The people that they help, from young to old, all throughout their life. And if you're in the middle of your life and you're in school, scholarships. If you're toward the end, they've got a great place where you can, with dignity, just live out the rest of your life. And if you have some problems with the communications early on, they've got an excellent place where children learn how to communicate. The whole place wrapped up into one is wonderful. They do great work. Go to their website, mnmasoniccharities.org. That's mnmasoniccharities.org to learn more. When we come back, uh, sharpen your pencils. There will be a quick test today. Uh -oh. Damn it. Yep.
About Matumbo? Dikembe Mutombo. 7-2. Is it going to be about more superheroes and not tell you where they're from? Yes. No. I tried to bait you that whole news story about your DC Marvel meltdown, and you finally took the bait. I, well, I I didn't know that which way you were going there. Yeah. I, I don't care for most of the movies, so I, I wish yeah, I could Yeah, but you're a comic book nerd. I am, but I wish I could make them. Uh, I believe we are done with... Yes, we are. Okay. What are you, oh. <laughs> You're funny. You're funny. You're funny. Funny how? Uh, the new moral edifice, as opposed to classic Judeo-Christian principles, has been built around three principal pillars. First, the ethical primacy of global obligation over national self-interest in economic and geopolitical terms, but most directly and consequently in a rejection of the morality of national borders and an embrace of something like open-door immigration. Second, a quasi-biblical belief in climate catastrophism, in which man's essential energy-consuming sinfulness can be expiated only by massive sacrifice of economic progress. Third, a wholesale cultural self-cancellation, in which the virtues, values, and historic achievements of traditional civilization are rejected and replaced by a cultural hierarchy that inverts old prejudices and obliges the class of white, male, heterosexuals to acknowledge their history of exploitation and submit to comprehensive social and economic reparation. Where's the party? Doesn't that sound <laughs> right on the money? That's written by somebody named Michael Minucci, and when I Google him, I can find no evidence of his existence. I had to look up a couple of the words you used there. XB8, I had no idea what that was. Hey, you Michael Minucci? Are you ready, bro? <clears throat> well, is that worth exploring? Uh, that's a concise <laughs> summation of the world we're in. Huh. That's pretty good. It's called The Merge. Michael Minucci. Hey, uh, a listener sent it to me. Doing? Who is he? Who the frick is Michael Minucci? He's <laughs> next to Joey Meatballs. He's with the ganja crowd. Hey, Boston, New York. We Get don't. the frick out of here. Let's go here. Where are we going? You ready, Joey Meatballs? Yeah. yeah. You Cast ready, Joey effing Meatballs? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> okay. Joey effing Meatballs. The Earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. A team from Columbia University, that would be in New York, analyzed hospital rates in New York State from 1995 to 2014 and found an increase in alcohol and drug abuse. Why? What reason did they give for this increase in drug and alcohol Give abuse. Give me the years again. 1995 to 2014. Increasing temperature mm. of the globe. Oh, they yeah. did not globe go climate, climate change. change. 
Warmer weather has encouraged oh, people to drink God more sake. and uh, in comfortable warm days, you take more drugs. So climate oh. change is even on the hook for this. Wow. I didn't see that coming. I didn't yeah. see that coming. Well, apparently Kenny did. Researchers suggested that alcohol-related visits may be driven by people's tendency to consume more substances in pleasant outdoor weather <laughs> and more perspiring, <laughs> leading to dehydration. That is so hmm. stupid. So, so wait a minute. Check this out. Check this out. They're calling it pleasant outdoor weather. Yeah. Where's the ca- 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 uh, catastrophic part? Well, it's a nice day. You got to get your stumble on if you want to truly enjoy it. For other drug use, including cannabis, cocaine, opioids, and sedatives, higher temperatures also resulted in more hospital visits, but only up to a limit of 65.8 degrees Fahrenheit. Are you kidding me? I'm firing everybody who took part in this research. You have that kind of power? The study, yes, I do. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> the study authors note that their study may underestimate the link between temperature rise and substance abuse because the most severe disorders may have resulted in deaths before a hospital visit was possible. So, in other words, it's, it's we contend more people are affected by this climate change than than we can tell you because some of them died. And also. I, I think it's interesting how they just took a normal study that to me sounds like when it's nice out, people like to party, and they turned it into a climate thing. And the climate and climate change has, in my eyes, has nothing to do with it. It's a nice day. Let's get loaded. That's what the study says. Thank you. We also know... Need anything else from me, or can I go now? No. (laughs) (laughs) We, We also know... That the eyes of urban birds are shrinking. The eyes of urban birds are shrinking. Why are we already? They're already beady, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're because larger eyes. So I guess they're evolving away from that. Larger eyes are more prone to being blinded by the glare of city lights. Awesome. <laughs> Last month, the Biden administration banned the sale of safer and more affordable incandescent light bulbs, despite ongoing warnings from environmental and health experts. Isn't that a great example of Sensum's razor right there? Hmm. We know better than you. We right. We we got a simple thing like a light bulb, but we're going to take so many other things into consideration that we end up screwing the light bulb issue. Fuck, I'm telling you, the birds are going blind. I'm telling you. Hey, can I smell your hair? Oh, <laughs> that's Joe Biden on the uh, on the megaphone on the line. Last month, the Biden administration banned the sale of safer and more affordable incandescent light bulbs, despite ongoing warnings from environmental and health experts, including the American Medical Association, about LED bulbs, especially for use in street lights. Studies continue to reveal that blue light from LED bulbs and other sources is biologically and, un- and environmentally harmful in regards to birds Two species may become extinct because of outdoor LED lights. Well, then we'll get 
Ones with bigger eyes. You get no smaller eyes. No, the ones that die with the small eyes are gone. Then we'll get new ones. Yeah, I'm just telling you, these birds are in trouble now. Well, everybody's heard about the <laughs> That would be the trash men. Uh-huh. What are your thoughts about the new headlights, Joe? We've never discussed this. I hate them. So do I. I do They're too. too bright. Way yeah. too bright. Yeah. Call me now. Birds. I've had. Incandescent? What are you thinking? <laughs> hey, hey. I've had great owls. Oh, great owl noises the past few nights. Who? Owls. <laughs> You suck. I can't believe he answered that. Oh, Matthew, that Quit was Quit asking wonderful. me questions where okay. the answer traps me. Got it, got 15 it. minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Yep, everybody knows that. Well, did you know that some owls aren't that wise? Don't forget I'm having brunch with Megan tomorrow. Who? Megan, my coworker. Who? Seriously, you've met her like three times. Who? <laughs> Geico. Yeah. Oh. Only because they come to us. <laughs> See, it's funny because yeah. he's an owl, but yet Whoa. he's a dude, so he really doesn't know. He's not so paying it's any attention. Two, two different angles. It's funny <laughs> from two different. Yeah. You know, I. Uh, oh. <laughs> I, I thought it was exciting Ooh. to to have owls in the yard. Yeah, yeah. Because mm -hmm. I rarely see them, and to know that they're about gives me great comfort. Have you ever okay. seen one tear a chipmunk apart? No, but it's, I'd be willing to. It's the most delightful thing yeah. you can witness. Yeah. You know what you need? Well, we had that owl out at the state fair. Yes, we this did. Was, I held cool. it. Yeah, you did. Great. You need a trail cam. Yeah, I have one. I just hadn't been set up yet. It just shows the back of the oh. shed. Oh. It's just pointed at the back of the shed and is up two feet away. I it's still in the box. The right, right. Don't set that thing up in the closet in your bedroom, no. okay? Oh, it, it, it wouldn't capture anything. Right. <laughs> oh. On this day. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Big show what? tomorrow. Yeah, we said Frank's coming in. Just sending out a tweet right now. Frank Caliendo. Neat. I'm okay. excited. Because tomorrow night he's at Acme. The last time we had him in studio was the rookie Frank competition, wasn't right. it? Hey, when he said he call, he told the people that he wanted to be on Garage Logic, was he referring to the Acme people? I yeah. think so. I'm and sure because they, they have they no have... bleeping clue who we are. Right, well, Malcolm, they know who we are, but it's just we don't uh, put in every comic that they have, so we're not on their radar constantly. Didn't the Bernard show used to have... Uh, I think did, he still does. Yeah. Don't don't the guests at Acme always stop at his place first? I think so, maybe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's got a great relationship with them. Only because they come to us all the way from the traveling Lymans, who are in Eden Prairie. Who? <laughs> on this day... Uh, Joe, today is September 26th. In 1862... Uh, the Dakota people who had opposed the 1862 war gained control, gained control of 269 white captives, and released them to General H, uh, General Henry H. Sibley at a location later marked 
by Camp Release Monument in Lockwiparl County. Okay. The lake that speaks. Lake, Lake of the Woods, Lockwiparl, Lincoln. We're going to erase Sibley from the history books, so yeah. never mind. In that. 1992, on this day, uh, September 2 6, the Minnesota Vietnam Veterans Memorial was dedicated in St. Paul. Welcome home, boys. I've seen the traveling wall a few times. Well, I've seen the real wall in Washington, D.C., yes. too. Yeah. I've seen fire and I've seen rain. <laughs> yeah, have you? Well, they, how, did, uh, how did you run into him? Sunny I thought never days. See him again. I thought it would never end. And I got drunk. Thank you, GLers. Is that in the song? Wow. Yeah. Not sure how to follow that. But if you'll follow me to YouTube, you can subscribe to Garage Logic for free. Zip on over to garagelogic.com to sign up for the town council. Not much. It's peanuts. Ten bucks a month or $100 a year to eavesdrop on us. To be the... the um, What's the camera? Spy trail cam, camera? Trail the trail, cam. yeah, it's an audio trail cam where you can spy Bedroom on us cam, while we are cam. prepping for the show in between the breaks and post-show. Chuck easy. Berry cam. Garage Logic Town Council. I don't know a Berry. And check out Barry at garagelogic.com. We don't have any Barry products available, but there's some pretty good Garage Logic stuff. Very nice. I don't know a Barry. <laughs> it sounds that at about five minutes to one, the air was pulled out of the balloon, and this thing just went, kept going like this. <laughs> like a, like well, a Led Zeppelin. If you're going to crash, you may as well go full throttle and auger in. Well, it was like we were augering in. Yeah. Well, we can't. I don't think it was quite that bad. But I think everything from the last break we took was pretty awful. Tuesdays Birdman. are uh, well, it's Bird a big story. Man. The eyes are shrinking. <laughs> they're going, they're getting smaller. What are they Man. shrinking about? What's from the lights. <laughs> Uh, well, we've got to definitely be a lot more serious tomorrow when Frank is here. So let's, let's get to the issues. God damn it! Uh, yeah, talk about the taxes. Let's go. Frank, don't know. what gender are you? You know, an hour and a half might be too much. Well, we can say goodbye to him. There's no pre-plan. I mean, if it's yeah, dying the to say, to say he has 90 minutes anyway. Yeah, just if you don't well, want him anymore, I know so Frank. Yeah. He does. He, he loves to hang out. He didn't leave. Remember? <laughs> yeah. Remember? Yeah. Remember that? Mm -hmm. I remember I was writing news and turned around. He was standing behind me. <laughs> yeah, oh, what are you doing, Frank? Why don't you go to Google right now? Is he, got any, is he do any TV for football? I, I don't think he does. He's, we can ask him about it. I know he mentioned it. I don't remember if it was on Twitter or what, about he wasn't going to be doing ESPN anymore. Does he not have Madden Guy anymore? Well, John's dead. <laughs> Well, I know, but he, he was MaddenGuy.com. That was his, we oh, his website. Was? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I think this camera captured a ghost. See, some guys do new voices. Yeah, but if you do some of the old ones, that gets the people that remember those people. you got to spin the hits is what Rook's trying to yeah. say. Right. You're, you could do a perfectly good Trump. I know you could. Yeah, but I've tried it, and it, it I, I can't get the... 
I can't get the mannerisms, which is what, that's how you capture someone when, um, what's his name is doing Ventura. He's got okay, the could soft, you could you do thick. Biden? I have not tried Biden. I should, uh, I'll, I'll look into that. <laughs> well, there's nothing to look into. Yeah, you just start talking. I got to get him before he's not around anymore. John, don't forget to send me news. Oh, thank you, Chris. I would have Joe, forgot. I'm ready for you. For what? <laughs> okay, Pete, Merv. Minnesota's Pete Stauber, <laughs> S-T-A-U-B-E-R. Yep. Confronts Transportation Secretary. Do we capitalize that? Hey. Yeah. Secretary. Tom brought this new cord down. Yeah. Should I go up to IT and say, hey, thanks for the cord, guys. Appreciate it. Here you go. And give them back, you know, this yeah. crappy one. Yeah, give them back just yours. Say, hey, thanks, guys. Because it's probably just sitting up there, right? Oh, shoot. Are we still on the council? Yeah. He's probably listening. <laughs> just kidding, guys. How do you spell Buttigieg? We're not going to put his name. It's too hard to spell. Right here, I got it for you. Confronts Transportation Secretary. Well, it's in the YouTube thing, I just thought. Pete. I got it right here. Boot. I got it. Boot. I got it's a it. couple of T's and an E and a G and an I and another G. There's like three G's. Okay, confronts Transportation Secretary Pete And only one but. Right. With two T's. Right. Do you know? Do you know? Was that the end of the sentence? Do you know there's a device you can buy that will make ice cubes? Called, That'll make your wife happy? Called the butt baby? No. Um. <laughs> Inserted deep into the loving embrace of the rectum where a trans woman can experience and celebrate the miracle of childbirth. Uh, no, Joe, I was not familiar with that. I've seen some of those, and they have... Oh. Some oh, of them no. like um, attach raccoon tails and fox tails I, I, to them. I have a follow-up question. Yeah, they walk around the mall of the America. answer. I'm going to answer for all four of us. No, we did not know that. But my question is, how the f did you? How know did you that? come up? Yeah, what yeah, websites? Uh, you're going pretty my, deep in the tabs there, because boy. Because the kid I used to have deep in the tabs. sent a picture of the ad for it and said, "I guess I'm done with the family Christmas shopping." <laughs> <laughs> That's oh. pretty funny, actually. Now, now the question then becomes, how did he fight it? <laughs> well, yeah, that's a question you don't want to ask. No. All right. I so fly. Larry that, at work. Isn't that something? See you, Rock. So former, formerly known as Larry, now known as Linda at work, just told me. Yeah. Uh, anything else you'd like to add to the garage logic? Read me this sentence. Uh, Minnesota's Pete Stauber confronts Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg. On the uselessness. On the. L-E-S-S-N-E-S-S. Yep, of EVs. Of EVs. Period. Mm-hmm. Wait, no, e there is no apostrophe in EVs. No. Nope. Because it's not possessive. It's more like it's just. It's a word. Right. Anything else there? Somali ambassador visits Minneapolis. Ambassador <laughs> visits. Wasn't it Bloomington? Minneapolis. They're at the Double Tree in Bloomington, I thought you said. Okay. 
Chris is right. They were in Bloomington. It's like at the double tree, like they have a free continental breakfast. Climate change. The whole deal. Wait, that's that's the end of the Somalis? Yeah. Okay. Climate change. Yep. Causes increase in alcohol and drug use. Period. Johnny Height. John Height. You got that email from Christian Hermanson, right? This Capital View um, newsletter from NPR is pretty interesting. What now? <clears throat> An email came. Well, wait a minute. Let me see. Did he send it to all of us or just me? No, you got it. Uh, everybody got it. It's from Christian Hermanson. It came at 8.59 a.m., and he's talking about a newsletter that comes from NPR News called Capital View. Oh, I saw that, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I didn't really read anything he wrote, but um, the Capital View newsletter is an interesting source. And you're right. It's kind of uh, taking the pulse of the left. John, did you say? I did. I just sent it. Okay. Who am I supposed to send this Harry's to? Paige and Bernie. Bernie. Do you know my uh, wife's niece? That would be your niece, too. That's also yours. Would that be my niece? Yep. Yes, oh, yeah. sir. Uh-huh. Mary Gabriel. Uh, her new book on Madonna is coming out in October. I think she's going to become wealthy. Wait, what now? Your niece wrote a book about Madonna? She's, an, uh, she's written many books. Oh, I didn't know current that. current one is a monstrous book called Madonna, A Rebel Life. And uh, it's unauthorized by Madonna. Those are the best kind. But, but she is a really competent, proficient storyteller. So whatever, the, I won't read it because I don't give a shit about Madonna. But I'll read enough so that when I talk to her, I can pretend I know it. Uh, well, so at least you know her style. But but she's this will be whatever she writes <clears throat> will be true. That's the kind of person she is. Is she based out of here? She has a house in Washington, a house in Ireland. Wow. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, it sounds like she's already doing okay. Well, she's written a number of things, and they're all heavily on the uh, feminist side of the world. Yeah, I was going to say, boy, her list of books is long. Didn't so. she write about Marx's wife? Uh, Ninth Street Woman, Lee Krasner, Elena D. Kooning, Joan Mitchell, Helen Francis, the Modern oh, Art. Some of those sound. Some of those sound really interesting. Yeah, she here you go. Love, love and Capital, Carl and Jenny Marx, love and, and the Capital birth of, is the story of, of Marx's wife. Yeah, yeah. was she a finalist for the Pulitzer. Yeah. Have you talked to her about maybe doing a book about GL? No, I think uh, GL is a little bit below her scope. I see. Days. Hey, when you get a. G- Holy moly. That book was a finalist for a Pulitzer, a finalist for the National Book Award, and a finalist for the National Book Critics Circle Award. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, so do you, man, the, uh, do you mansplain uh, writing to her when you talk to her? <laughs> well, that's not, uh, you should have put the comma. Yeah, uh, technically, uh, grammatically you see the speaking, book, John? quotes go outside am, of the period. Uh, I am looking at the Amazon uh, thing here. It, it's getting tons of great reviews from you know, book book places. Right. Like, when does it come out? 
Uh, it comes out on... Four copies arrived at our house yesterday. It's 880 <laughs> pages. Yep. Holy shnikes. Oh, October 10th. October 10th. Have you ever had her on as a guest? Uh, no, but you know what? Why? Should we? For Because I'm not going to talk about women artists who I've never heard but of. But you're a fan of the craft You've of writing. you Kooning, and who was the other one you mentioned, John? Lee Krasner. Yeah, Krasner. Grace well, Harder. How about we have on for Madonna? Why not? Who? Madonna, my niece, <laughs> has written this book. <laughs> Who's Victoria Woodhull? She apparently wrote a famous book about her also. Uh, something, something about woman's independence. She's into this women's shit. Notorious Victoria, the life of Victoria Woodhull, yeah. uncensored, and the art of acquiring. Right. right. She knows her women's stuff. Okay. You know. You know. But she's really nice. I mean, she's a nice woman. Okay. I well, you. nobody's making any judgments here. Right. You don't have to... Well, well I mean, no. that, it, that normally wouldn't be on Raj Logic's mm. path to... Uh, wow. This, this Victoria Woodhull she wrote about was the first woman to run for the presidency and the first female stockbroker on Wall Street. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Oh, bad. So she writes about badasses. Yeah. Interesting. Eight hundred and eighty pages is a lot of pages. What's Ninth Street Women about? Ninth Street Women. That's about five painters and the movement that changed modern art. Lee Krasner, Elaine de Kooning, Grace Hartigan, Joan Mitchell, and Helen Frankenthaler. I would read that book. <clears throat> we probably have a copy in our house. <clears throat> All of those gals are awesome. I really hope she makes a ton on this. Well, she must. Like, that Ninth Street Women is a bestseller on Amazon, so she must be doing okay. She does fine. I mean, she, they got the cottage on the sea in Ireland, and then she's got the place in D.C. or New York or someplace. I don't know. She doesn't have kids. She's in her 60s now. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, the one about the artist is 945 pages. She writes long books. And she was told that uh, she was told that she had to trim the Madonna book. It was too long. Hmm. Interesting. Not to pry, but um, does she have a, um, a how do they put it? A partner? Yeah, guy. Okay. Yeah. She's trying to be as you know. Yeah, she's uh, she's well loved. It looks like by critics and readers from Amazon. Yeah, I wrote a book about... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Joe. Well, we weren't going to say anything. Yeah, we were I trying to be nice, Joe. I'm sitting here looking over at him, and I just see the head going... Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I got a book out about uh, how to repair your ten-speed bicycle, <laughs> which I completely made up because I have no idea. Then I got a book where you can, uh, wasn't even that long, really. Oh my God. It wasn't that long, but you could look up, you know, for example, 
You could find out what did ever snow during a Twins game. Yeah, I know you got a cottage uh, in the Swiss Alps, but I'm in the Baseball Hall of Fame. I am. See? Can she say that? Well, she doesn't want to. Right. (laughs) I was looking over at you. (laughs) You know, I got one called Shooch. Some some stuff we did. It's got a cute picture of me on the cover. I like that book. Don't rip that book. I like that one. I got uh, Modern Caring Sensitive Male. (sighs) Oh, that was funny. (laughs) She was an editor for Reuters for 20 years, huh? That's right. Wow. Is she from here? Yeah. She's uh, Minneapolis. Where'd she go to high school? Regina, probably. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Well, Joe, none of us have a book to even point point out so you got that cool yeah you, you're, you're way up on us not really <laughs> <laughs> i'll sell yourself short i got you well, william, got william did appear william did appear in highlights magazine in 2020 nice. well, that counts he wrote a i don't know what it counts for yeah but... he drew a picture of the stupid cat and mm. that got her in the got her in the old highlights My son's an author. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. I think I've uh, read all I can about Mary. <laughs> well, you know, I think maybe she would be a hell of a guest on this Madonna book. Yep. Wow. That assumes she'll be coming to town for it. She comes to town a couple times a year to see her mother. Hmm. Which is the CP's sister? Uh, Her mother would be the CP's aunt. Her mother would be Jennifer's mother's sister. Oh. Oh, so she's a cousin, not a niece. So she's not a niece. Yeah, cousin. So then you're right. You wouldn't be. I'm not related to her. You're off the hook. I'm off the hook. The CP's cousin. It's the CP's first cousin, but they grew up together, and they might as well be sisters. They're right. close, close cousins. Right. How about when you have her on, that could be the date? Nope. I just oh. You're violating the I know. Rule? I just did. I just realized I violated. In fact, that might be a reason not to have her on. Oh, come on. That could ignite the flame. You are, you know what you're doing? You're turning away big bucks. Big bucks. Right. If I was your agent, I would, I don't know what I'd do. Yeah, we're really rolling it in, aren't we? <laughs> you don't know. Think she's going to have a million four a month? Well, if you have her on, are you going to call Madonna's sea hag like you always do? That's a good point. Uh, but well, Joe's right. Have you seen a recent photo of her? I think she her? is a sea hag. The old sea well, hag. you can do it without going down that road. No, I'd it's have true. to be mean. I mean that's <laughs> no, no, I don't mean. mean. I mean what Chris brought up. Oh. The, uh, we don't have oh, to go the down other that thing. road. Just the other have thing. her on. There's somebody in my family. I don't know who but whoever, whoever gave her that plastic surgery should be fired. Yeah. Oh, my God. She looks awful. It's like it's from the 50s. Yeah. It's like we just started doing this. Hey, try this. We're not sure what's going to happen here, but 
We'll give it to you for free. I think what will be interesting to see if Madonna reacts to this book and, and talks to Mary. Huh. We call her Dickie. Her name's Dickie. Doesn't Madonna have ongoing health issues, too? Yeah. Did she just pull out of something? Yeah. Well, I think I'm going to head out. Okay. <laughs> done enough damage here. I've done enough. Uh, uh, sounds like we're doing one in the morning, John. Yes, I just saw, what's his name, uh, Ross's uh, thing. Huh? And uh, McLean will be back, so...